Hey everybody, welcome back to Talking Goofs uh, with your host, Aaron Alert. Uh, this week, or day, what what is this a week or a day? It doesn't matter. Uh, I decided I wanted to talk about, not jokes, but show running. Something that I've done for the better part of five years uh, to mixed results in a lot of ways. Um, and I like this has been in, in my head for the past week, probably just because uh, shows are coming back and, you know, people are getting vaccinated and this dystopian hellscape is getting cleaned up a little bit. Not really. Um, but there's a lot of like <clears throat> there's a lot of people who don't run who haven't run shows before or who are new who are t- wanting to do that. And um, uh, I just want there. There's some basic stuff that I think everybody should know uh, before they decide to do this shit. And also, um, this is kind of a stupid thing for me to do because you should kind of learn on the fly how to do this stuff. Um, like I more or less had to do. Uh, I had before I started running shows I had done some I had done like maybe a year or so of just like kind of semi-regularly getting out into other towns and other cities and festivals and stuff and seeing how like independent shows were run like without comedy club help or whatever <clears throat> and like shows and breweries and like art galleries and whatever um and I had, you know, I had a bunch of friends from other towns that I wanted to come to Kansas City and I wanted them to see that Kansas City was a place worth not skipping over like I'd noticed a lot of people would do. I noticed a lot of people would go, they would do like St. Louis. <clears throat> It'd be like a tour from, I don't know, Chicago, St. Louis, and they, they would try to get from like Chicago to Denver or just like do a circle from, I don't know, Atlanta down through the south up through Denver and then go up north to Omaha and then through Iowa or something and they just kind of like skip over Kansas City um and then like St. Louis would get a bunch of shit which they deserved like St. Louis has, has had and has a good scene um but I fucking pissed me off I didn't want people going to St. Louis and skipping over Missouri or Kansas City fuck that that's stupid so I wanted to cultivate some kind of indie scene uh, here, which there really wasn't much of one. There was there was a couple clubs, and like Stanford and Sons kind of ruled uh, the landscape a little bit because it wasn't it wasn't an independent thing, but uh, it was a club that booked locals more than the Improv did. Um, it gave people more of a shot and quote unquote a shot, uh, even though that shot probably wasn't the best you could get. I mean, you could put on a better show than get more opportunities than fucking hosting at Stanford's or whatever. But um, <clears throat> it was worth the story to get you know booked at Stanford's and then. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever the fuck happened, happened. Um, but yeah, so there wasn't, there was, there was an independent scene in Lawrence, Kansas, which is about 45 minutes away from Kansas City. And that also made me jealous. I was like, why the fuck does this 
kind of small college town get you know an open mic every night and four or five good shows a week or a month or whatever and kansas city doesn't get fucking anything <clears throat> and um so i took that jealous rage and uh joe nunnick and i started a show at the mockingbird lounge i had run a couple of shows at um what else? uh the the opera house and river market which isn't the best place to run your first shows because it's kind of a it's a strange um it's a strange venue and, and since then other people like josh shirley have run better shows there which i really appreciate because i think that place is really cool and deserves uh, a chance to have comedy and maybe in the future i'll hit him up again because now what now that i have a better idea of how to do stuff like um i'm having run so many shows in the past six years i feel confident in my abilities to run a show just about anywhere which is a really powerful feeling that honestly uh means nothing but i like it i like power I like empty hollow power it's fun uh <clears throat> but so joe and i started baby powder at the mockingbird lounge and uh if you can keep a secret it was illegal hey the bar wasn't legally open and we were just like <laughs> like doing kind of a house show um but we were also like giving people beers for like five dollar tips or something which i guess is not a thing you can do in kansas we're past the statute of limitations who knows but um eventually we started doing legal shows at the mockingbird lounge and they were like it was really like diy shit like he and i would we would like do these dumb little skits up front and run it however the fuck we wanted to run it, which was really fun. And, um, side note, if you want to just host a show by yourself, please do it. You don't, nobody needs a co-host, but if you want to have an excuse to do something with one of your best friends, uh, for a few years, do that. Cause that's really fun. Uh, and that will make your Joe and I weren't really that good of friends. I don't think before we ran baby powder um and because of that like working relationship he's one of the most important people in my life and uh, he and i are getting married in a week for the taxes and the health insurance that he still gets from legoland i don't think they told him that he doesn't get it anymore whatever um <clears throat> but yeah we were we ran shows and Basically, we just brought in a bunch of people that I knew from out of town coming through on tour to headline, and it was fucking cool as hell. Like, we had, like, Christy Buckley and Rachel Weeks from Denver come in when they were on tour, and Dave Lasso, uh, Will Loden from Memphis, uh, fucking, um, just so many fucking people. Like, it was so cool. Just a just just a dumb little, and they weren't all good. Like we weren't doing fucking good stuff. <laughs> the first show we 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 uh, sprayed baby powder all over the bar, and uh, people were not happy about that. Uh, that was all Joe's idea, and he just I'm a follower, not a leader. 
and uh, yeah, he really ran with that, um, and so did I. And some say there's still baby powder in the cracks downstairs. They're probably or downstairs. I live above the Mockingbird Lounge now. What a what a fucking turn, huh? It's all coming full circle, but um, yeah, we just ran it however the fuck we wanted to, and it was fun and it was cool, and we didn't worry about like shit like money. Like we did the show was free, and we did tips donations at the end and we usually made out with like we didn't make any money we didn't make any money ever every now and then we'd we'd put 20 bucks in almost every show but every now and then we'd get to keep the 20 dollars because we made enough from donations and eventually we did well enough that we'd get some we got some bar money um but if you're <laughs> this is, these are the kinds of people that really fucking piss me off in comedy. If you're getting into comedy, getting into independent comedy because you think you can make a lot of money off of it, then I think you could go fuck yourself and go fucking drown yourself in a river, you piece of shit. Uh and that saying that I hope to eventually make enough money to live off uh to live off running comedy shows. But um if that's like your goal in running comedy and doing comedy in general is to make a bunch of money and exploit like other comics like go jump off a cliff one time uh i was on tour with dante powell and james doyle and we were doing a show in louisville and i don't remember this fucking guy um but i wasn't on the show i wasn't really supposed to be there yet um <clears throat> but I had some other show drop out or whatever it was canceled. So I just started my tour with them instead of finishing the tour with uh, my buddy Max Fine. And um, so what happened? It was it was uh, in this cool room above like a pizza place or something in Louisville. And 70 people showed up, $10 a ticket, $700. They got all the door. The host kept 550 of it. He paid Dante a hundred and gave, I think, Doyle fifty. He didn't pay any of the locals. One of the locals had to chase him down in the parking lot to get twenty dollars, which is like he didn't even host the show. He just put, he just ran, like produced it. If you do shit like that, you should fucking. I mean, you should be drawn, drawn, quartered in the fucking center of this, uh, in the city center. You should be murdered by other comedians because you're a piece of shit and you're just ex- exploiting people for their art. <sighs> like, I understand that show producers deserve to get money for it. But I did not understand that back when I first started running independent shows. Or I didn't want to. I didn't want to get paid because it was really fucking easy. Like, we didn't do much. <laughs> It was super fun. It was fun, the shit that we did do. So, I don't know. There's, You should value your yourself and your time. But uh, if you're, I don't know. Now I think I'd do a better job of that because, like, I'm not 24 or 5 anymore and I want to get some gas money every now and then. But, um. Yeah, so we ran Baby Powder for two years, and we booked people who we thought were funny, uh, and who were different, and that was kind of hard to do in Kansas City because there weren't that many funny people and there weren't that many different people, but we did. That's part of the reason I wanted to start shows, too, is to 
get some like diversity in here because like it's a overtly white male driven comedy scene uh and you i i feel like you should you should do your best to book a show that isn't just straight white dudes nothing is more boring than a bunch of fucking lame straight white guys in a row go to an open mic and at a con like at, at a comedy club or anywhere and you will see what i'm saying they it just gets so monotonous you need different points of view and different you know experiences and uh i'm not saying you have to have somebody that says important shit because it is comedy and it's supposed to be funny and goofy or whatever and fun but i don't know fucking try your best to not have a milk toast oatmeal comedy show oatmeal comedy show doesn't sound like a bad name um anyway <clears throat> so we ran that for a couple years and one of the important things to have i think in a venue is a good working relationship with the owner and the bar staff which i feel like we have at mockingbird and have pretty much always had like I'm pretty bad about people like learning people's names and being um I don't know not closed off to new people for some reason. Um so it takes me a while to kind of get acclimated to like meeting people who are at, especially at venues like I'm just pretty bad at it. Um that's probably the part that I am the worst at that I've noticed because if I run a run any new shows like I'm pretty yeah I'm pretty bad about meeting the people who work there and knowing them or whatever having some kind of relationship but the Mockingbird was really easy because we knew Dan already and um then like Nancy and uh Haley and Jose when he was here and like all those all the people Charlie and we have like a you know like a little friendly neighborhood of people now which is cool like it's awesome Ryan too um but i think it's important to have a place that you like and run by people who you like so you you need that kind of that trust on it's a two-way street for to run a comedy show um and if you don't really have to worry about that shit, that means it's probably a good thing at that venue. Um, the second show I started to run, I always wanted to run a show at this place in my hometown, Weston, uh, called O'Malley's. But it was also like the Weston. It's three different places. It's a the American Bowman restaurant. It's the Weston Brewing Company. It's O'Malley's Pub. Um, but I wanted to run it there because I liked Weston's beer and had always like gotten shit house at O'Malley's and fucking like walked home because my parents lived down the street <clears throat> and uh they had like a cool lower pub and upper pub and I wanted to try to do comedy in the lower pub um and this is good a good pointer for new people um 
don't book a place that is too big for an independent show because then Mm -hmm. even if you fill it out it's gonna feel empty we had like it's kind of like a two their lower pub is like a two-story kind of thing it's got like a big balcony um above the lower part of it and it just like it's just it's perfect for music but it's not great for comedy so the second show we did, we did it in the upper pub, which is like slanted ceilings and they're low ceilings and the seating isn't really great. Like there's a bunch of booths that are kind of half of them are faced like away. So people have to like turn around and fuck their necks up just to watch dumb shit comedy. There's no stage. People have to walk by you to get to the bar or go to the restroom or leave or whatever. And honestly, like that's perfect. Uh, comedy shows shouldn't be, uh, they shouldn't all be like these convenient little perfect spots. You know, like you shouldn't always have a stage that's away from people walking in front of you or like too far away for you to hear people talking or laugh, you know, whatever. Like it's perfectly, you're literally in the middle of all these people. Um, and I got really lucky with that show because uh they have like a pretty big following on facebook and anytime they make an event it gets like 200 reactions like a bunch of people saying they'll go and interested and blah 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 so every time pretty much we've i ran a show there um it was full like 40 or 50 people in that small upper pub like that's perfect but something cool about that show is that um, they gave me an off night, so I took Thursdays because they don't do anything on Thursdays. It's really it's a big weekend place, but the weekdays are pretty dead because um, it's really it's a touristy kind of bar. Um, the people in Weston don't necessarily go there as much as like the other local smaller dive bars, uh, mostly because like they don't want to fucking deal with the tourists getting hammered, like hammered and like people from Leavenworth or Shawnee or wherever the fuck. Um, but the cool thing that I got out of that show is that I, it was just a straight door deal, like hundred percent door. So we'd get to keep, um, and I also work the door that night at the show, uh, because I'm the only person that I trust. So we got to keep 100% of the door paid out all the comics, which was great. It's a bigger show than, like, Baby Powder was. So we could bring, like, people like Sam Talent and Billy Wayne Davis and, like, just, like, these, like, really good, like, comics who are pretty well-respected just doing this weird brewery show that was in a cave in a dinky little town in Missouri. Like, that was my fucking... That was the first thing I wanted to do when I started doing comedy in Tucson was I remember hitting up O'Malley's in 2013. Like I was two months in. I was like, hey, would you guys be interested in doing comedy sometime? And they were basically like, no. (laughs) And then I got back here and a few years later gained some nuance and figured out how to actually ask people for shit and then got it. And it was like, God, it was cool, but, um, God, I hope I can bring that show back, uh, 
but yeah, like it was, and it was a cheap show. It was five dollars to come see like really good comics, like Andrew Frank and Dante Powell. Uh, shit, Susanna Lee was fucking crushes that room. Andrea Kaspari Spears killed. Don, like Sam Talent had to drop out the first time I booked him there, and Andrea filled in for him, and she fucking murdered. And we've just had so many cool people there that it's such a good room. Like, it's a weirdly good room. And I was always afraid, like, being kind of a rural town with a bunch of, like, rural tourists that come in. Like, and it's usually, like, a crowd of, like, 40 to 50-year-old people. I was afraid that they would be really, like, heckly and just kind of, like, bothered by the more, I don't know, the more younger had like people doing comedy because I would you know book my friends for the most part uh who are mostly my age and very kind of liberal and but they were funny so it didn't fucking matter like we only had a few people that ever like heckled besides my mom and my aunt heckling me um but the other thing is you fucking like if you book comics who are experienced they can handle hecklers uh but then, like, what did I do? I tried... I've gotten lucky in hosting and producing shows. Because, like, the Weston show is really easy to do because they kind of took care of all the advertising. And all I really had to do was book it and show up and then run the door. And then um, I had always wanted to do, like, house shows or just weird kind of, like, off-the-beaten-path shit. Um, and just didn't have, like, any know-how about any of it. Uh, like, I wanted to run backyard shows and just, whatever. <clears throat> um, so, but then I'd heard about this, like, secret show called Don't Tell. And that was literally, like, what I wanted to do for years. And they were just, like, you know... I knew a few people who ran the shows in their cities. Like, it was a huge thing. Like, it's in most cities in America. Um, and so I hit them up, and they were like, yeah, we run, run shows in Kansas City. Like, go ahead. Uh, and I got really lucky with that because they pretty much do all the advertising, too. Like, and they do, they do it. Like, they fucking do it. Um... And it's in, like, all, all cool, like, I think you, you need to, like, um, take chances on stuff that could potentially not work out, because I didn't know, uh, how well it was gonna go, you know, same with Weston, same with Baby Powder, I mean, that's, in general, like, the same with running shows, no matter what, is if you don't do it at all, then you're not going to know whether or not it was going to be good or whether it's going to be good. I've had more shows fail than more shows do well. Well, maybe not. I've had, what, three shows that probably, that I guess failed? And I've had, yeah, I've, okay, I'm I'm pretty good at this, I guess. Um, but it's all luck, like, <clears throat> like, 
you take advantage of like the the things that you can take advantage of that you're not necessarily taking advantage of them but you're using them to your personal gain and in in doing that it's the scenes gain and that venue's gain uh if you, it's a symbiotic relationship between you know all parties involved um what was it uh so yeah don't tell was like fucking just a revelation like you could just do these shows wherever the fuck you wanted to and then 70 people would show up and it would be awesome um and that's pretty much what they were i think i ran before the pandemic we ran was it like a year and a half of them maybe shit yeah, so we started in like the summer of 2018, and the last one was I think January or February of 2020, and a few of them didn't go well. Like I tried to do some up north in Gladstone, and one of them kind of half sold out, and then the other one didn't sell shit, and they canceled it. But I think that just like that's another thing is like you you take chances on certain parts of the town, and sometimes they just don't work out, and that's fine. Uh, so now, like, in, for Don't Tell, at least when it comes back, I'll just stick to the city. Um, and kind of, like, the small suburbs that are basically in the city, but not necessarily in the city. Like Waldo or, you know, um, maybe North Kansas City. I would like to do some shit in North Kansas City if there's space or spots for it. But, I've yeah, I've gotten pretty lucky with stuff like that, like... Which has, in a way, hurt me because I don't really know necessarily what to do for advertising for shows. But it has helped me in that I can find ways to um, maybe that is just advertising is just knowing the right people to do the advertising for you. <laughs> that feels like poaching or scavenging but whatever comedy is a dirty game baby um and then like even um well let's talk about the shit that i didn't do well uh i ran a show at casual animal brewing company in the crossroads and i got like it was like on a tuesday or wednesday or something which isn't the best but also it's kind of in a part of town that's popping and cool and some of the shows were decent but it just wasn't gonna, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. And I blame myself mostly because I'm not the best host for when I feel mildly uncomfortable. Um, I can't like fake it. Uh, I hosted some shows at the Bunker Art, art uh, Studio, which is a really cool space. Um, and the first couple went well. We did a Don't Tell there that really did well. Um, and I just don't know, I just didn't know how to advertise for it. And that's probably the same with, um, casual animal is that I just didn't, I had too much rain over the actual show and just couldn't fucking, uh, do anything with it. But <clears throat> like, um, like last year when we kind of started doing outside stuff again, I took 
Oh, I also ran a brunch show uh, at Mockingbird, which wasn't really a brunch show. And that went pretty well. It's called Hot Waffle. Joe and I ran that after we killed uh, Baby Powder after doing that for two years. And we did Hot Waffle for maybe maybe a year. I don't remember. Um, and that was, for the most part, good. It's hard. That was why I wanted to do a brunch show is because I knew it would be hard to get people to come out while the sun was still out. Um, and, like, Sam Talent did that show and it's like 70 or 80 people showed up to that thing and it was fucking crazy and that was the biggest show for hot waffle easily and some of them were kind of stinkers but the for the most part like and that's just the way it is though like not everybody is gonna fucking want to come out to a brunch show that's at two in the afternoon um, on a saturday people have better shit to do but <laughs> Yeah, so like last year, uh, when we started doing shit outside, we we kind of moved. We want Joe and I wanted to start baby powder up again, but then the pandemic hit, and so that was kind of put on the back burner. And so I was like, well, we might as well start something on the patio because they had Dan had just like renovated the patio to put kind of like a stage on it, um, and we'd always wanted to do something out there anyway. And then we just did it, and people wanted to come to shows, uh, especially like comics. Like comics wanted to see everybody too. Like we, there was one or two open mics a week that not everybody could go to just because it's on a Monday or like a whatever Tuesday or Wednesday. And yeah, people just like they came, and then we started doing house shows, a few house shows, which were a lot of fun. And hopefully, I can start doing a lot of that shit this year with you know uh, all the outside shows i want to do um so if you know somebody with a patio or a backyard let me know that would be great i would really appreciate it uh i guess i really didn't talk about much <laughs> about like running shows and i feel like i didn't say that much but i also just like to talk about the shit that i've done um under the guise of being helpful. But if you have any questions about running shows and want to know something... Okay, this is, uh, this is what I was really wanting to say. If you are running a show, host the show, do your five minutes, and then don't do fucking comedy in between the other comics. Whether you're hosting an open mic, or a showcase, or a fucking at a club, I don't care. Don't do it. It sucks. It's tacky. It's dumb. You're not the... You already had your stage time. Fuck off. Go fuck yourself. Also, if you are a host, do not yell during somebody's set for no fucking reason. Unless, they're, unless they do something terrible, don't fucking say anything. Come on. You had your fucking stage time. I know this is like a fucking narcissism cesspool, but don't fucking drown. You idiots. <clears throat> Um, there's just like basic etiquette, like comedy shouldn't have rules and etiquette, but also it's a fucking, it's a social etiquette you need to have for this kind of stuff. Don't be a fucking idiot. God, I hate when comics go up hosting their own show and do 
like 10 minutes in between everybody. And then by the end of the show, they'd done their hour. Like, if you want to, you can just book a show that you headline. It's not illegal. Just do it. So don't do that, please. For the love of God. Do not do comedy in between. Also, don't take the... I don't know. Pay yourself, but don't fucking go overboard. Like, God. <laughs> don't make $700 and then pocket 500 or 600 of it. That sucks. Unless you did, like... Unless you put that much money into the show, don't do that. Don't get a reputation for being a fucking asshole. Please. You don't want that. It sucks. Because then nobody's going to come. Also, if you want people to come do your show, hit them up. If you know people and, like, say you're running a show here in Kansas City, if you know people in St. Louis, you're like, hey, come do this show, please. We'll pay you. We'll give you a place to stay. Obviously, when stuff is, like, you know, not as dangerous. When everybody's got a vaccine in their guts, in their tummies, when they've drank, when they've eaten the vaccine. Um, I don't know, just be a fucking nice person that runs good stuff and don't buckle to idiots who think they're better than you and don't give in to people who pressure you into booking them even though they suck shit because then that's just going to devalue your show and people aren't going to come to it anymore. Don't do it. Good luck out there. If you do run a show and you want advice on how to run shows and I didn't give you that advice here but I, I probably can give you some advice if there's something else you want to know uh, ask me I don't know everything about doing this I'm as stupid as anybody else that runs comedy shows which is inherently stupid um, but if there's something if there's a question you have for me just let me know I love to talk about this shit obviously I do it on this dumb fucking podcast every now and then. So, if there's something you would like to know, please let me know. Good luck out there. Goodbye, I love you.